Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for attending. <laughs> Thank you, Duncan. Uh, this time, kids can go ahead and head on upstairs. <clears throat> so can we just give Duncan a round of applause this morning? So this week, I was preparing for this message and Duncan was super ambitious, and he went ahead and sent out his set list on Monday, and I was totally caught off guard by that because I was expecting to hear from him on like Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. So when it was on Monday, I was like, man, he's on top of things. And I was like, hey, Duncan, buddy, thank you for sending that out, but can I make a quick adjustment? Can you switch out a song? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So he switched out a song, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, then on Tuesday, I had this really big conflict within myself and you know when I was preparing for this message I had two in mind and on Monday I was going to go the path of least resistance I was going to go the easier route and you know I was like hey Duncan I need this song for this easy message but then on Tuesday like I said I was convicted I was conflicted uh, I just had a lot going on and I was like you know I don't need to go the easy route I need to go the right route so I text Duncan I was like hey buddy um I know I just texted you yesterday asking for this specific song, but I need you to change it one more time because I actually need this song. So he was super flexible, super accommodating, and I really appreciate that. Great job week in, week out with the music. So does anybody in here just love music? Any music fans? Most hands are raised. I'm a big, big music person. I grew up in a musical family. Um, some of the earliest memories I, memories I have include Thursday night picking. Now, picking is not to be confused with picking, like apple picking. No, you leave the G off, it's picking, and it's like a bluegrass, uh, southern gospel type deal. So both of my parents, my mom and my dad, they play the guitar. I've got a cousin with cerebral palsy who plays the dobro. I've got an uncle that plays the banjo. And my mom has three sisters. And growing up, I can vividly remember traveling to different churches or different functions or events, funerals, weddings, just all these different events. I would go with my mother and my aunts so that they could sing. Matter of fact, they're actually going to be singing as a group tonight at uh, Holly Springs Baptist Church in Pickens. So music has always just been a really big part of my life. It's, it's always been a big piece of me. And as a child, listening to my parents play their instruments and, and listening to my aunt sing, I knew they were good, but I never really knew what was going on. So, you know, as a child, I could remember hearing them sing, and I thought they were just singing the same song. You know, I knew that I could always hear my Aunt Denise, and I always knew her voice was a little bit different. And I always knew that I could hear my Aunt Deborah, and I knew that her voice was a little bit different. And I knew that I could hear my mother, and her voice was a little bit different. And I just thought that they just had different voices. But as I got older, I realized that they were actually singing what's called harmony. So what is harmony? Does anybody know? How you sing. Amy looks excited. <laughs> so what is harmony? Okay, so she's getting pretty, she's getting pretty technical. 
So by definition, harmony is the combination of simultaneous musical notes or a pleasing arrangement of parts. So to continue on with our musical theory lesson this morning, harmony is made up of dissonance, and it is made up of intervals, and it is made up of notes, and it is made up of parts. By definition, that is what harmony is. Now we can all walk out of here saying that we learned something new this morning and we can feel a little bit better about ourselves because we know what harmony is. Maybe. Now, instead of just telling you what harmony is, I plan to show you guys. Now, I can say I know a little bit about this because Amy leaned over to me one time last week during the songs and she said, hey, your harmony is on point this morning. So I do know a little bit about it, okay? But, but just, to, uh, just for, for diligence and good sake, I'm going to call up a true professional, Mr. Duncan, and we're going to attempt to show you what harmony is. So we're going to sing a hymn together. Now, the first time, I'm going to sing the melody, which is what we all know. The melody is the most recognized tune. It's, it's, it's just it's what we all know. So, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord. So that's the melody, right? That's the part we all know. That's the tune we hear in our mind. It's good, right? It's fine. But what happens when we add a little harmony? So, Duncan, now harmonize. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord. So much better. So much better. Hey, don't go anywhere. <clears throat> so you see, that's what God wants his church to be. And that's what God wants his people to be. He wants us to be in harmony. Just like Duncan and I were in harmony, God wants his church and he wants his people to be in harmony. The problem is, what happens when one of us is off? <laughs> so this time, Duncan, I want you to sing the melody by yourself. Go ahead. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord. Voice of an angel. So now I'm going to interject with something a little different. All right. So go ahead. Hands so sweet touching to hands, Jesus, reaching out, just to touching me, touching word, you, just to sweet Caroline. His promise, just to know the safe That's Lord. good. Thank you. <laughs> so so bad so bad it, it is literally the uh the drunk rednecks anthem 
It's bad. We can all agree on that. It's bad. It's not good when one of us is off, or it's not good when one of us is seeing something completely different. It's actually terrible. But, unfortunately, that's what happens all too often. All too often, you know, God wants his people to be one. He wants his people to be in harmony. He wants his people to be in touch with one another. He wants his people to be on the same page, on the same note. But what happens is we're all off in different places. Growing up, I played a lot of sports. And, you know, I can remember before every football game and before every wrestling match, we would say the Lord's Prayer. And I don't really know why we did it. I guess we thought it would help us win, but it didn't because I went to Palmetto and our sports program was terrible. Um, little sidebar, you know, we would sing that song, this isn't a very good reference, but put on for my city. And then we would go get out, or we would go out on the field and get beat like 62 to 12. So <laughs> we put on for our city, all right? Um, but anyway, we would say the Lord's Prayer. So if you're not familiar, the Lord's Prayer goes, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then it goes on, but, you know, again, we say, God, this is not about me. It's not about my kingdom. It's actually about your kingdom. It's not about my will. It's about your will. The problem is we say that, but then we live a life that, that completely contradicts and says something completely different. What happens is we live a life that is not in harmony with God. We live a life as if to say, my will be done on earth. And we live a life as to say, if we're honest, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's, it's all about me. It's all about my will. But do you think that's what's, what's going on in heaven right now? Do you think in heaven right now everyone is singing a song about themselves? No, it's not. And I'm going to show you that in a couple of passages. But while we're turning here, um, it's, it's out of the book of Revelation. And I promise you I'm not going to go super deep or, or super uh, theological or anything like that. But, but I do want to, to turn to the book of Revelation chapter 4. And I know when we read out of the book of Revelation, I'm not saying that it has a fairy tale type feel by any means. And I'm not saying that it has a fictitious feel by any means. But oftentimes, at least for me, when I read the book of Revelation, I almost take a dismissive type approach, frankly, because I don't understand it well enough. I don't understand it clearly. So when I read Revelation, I'm like, okay, you know, there's a lot of analogy and there's a lot of metaphor. And, you know, is it really streets of gold and is it really crystal seas? And is it really all of this stuff that the, that the author is describing? Or is it just his way of trying to um, speak into what he saw? You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a philosopher. I'm not a doctor or anything like that in, in theology, but, but what I do know is when I read this book, despite what I don't know, I try and read it as literally as I can. So when I read the book of Revelation chapter 4 verses 1 through 11, I just want you to, to keep that in mind. I want you to take this exactly as it's written. I want you to hear it, as, hear it ex exactly as it's said. 
And I want you to keep in mind that when we read about Jesus and we read about the throne and we read about heaven, those are all real things. They are all tangible things. Like heaven is a place. Jesus is real. There is a throne that he is sitting on. So when we read that, I just want you to keep that in mind. This isn't something that happened 2,000 years ago, and it's not something that's going to happen 2,000 years in, in the future. It's actually happening right now. So Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, and this should be up on the screen if you don't have your iPhone or leather-bound Bible or whatever other reading device you choose. But Revelation chapter 4 says this, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who was there was like a jasper and sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on those thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. We just sang about that. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in the front and in the back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We just sang that. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power and you created all things, and by your will, they exist and were created. I also want you to skip down into chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 11 through 13. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, which is like 100 million, And saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all, them, and all that are in them I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever, and ever. We just sang that. And what's crazy about this that we just read, and what's crazy about this that we just sang is the same song, word for word, that's going on in heaven right now. Right now, in heaven, 
thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels all the way to 100 million and beyond are singing honor and glory and praise to God. And then it also says right now on earth and under the earth and in the sea and, and all the creatures are crying out honor and glory and praise to God. And the cool thing about that song is that song is going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. So just imagine, you know, you've, you've got this throne with Jesus and every living creature and every living being and everything that ever walked the face of this earth and everything that, that swam in the sea and everything that swam, uh, swam in the air, flew in the air. All of these things are crowding around the throne of Jesus and they're singing these songs. So in heaven, nobody is sing, singing a song to themselves. Nobody is saying, my will be done on earth. My will be done in heaven. No, they're saying, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. They're all singing, holy, holy, holy. Quick, uh, quick little tidbit for you guys this morning. Holy is the only word that is repeating, repeated three times in a row in the Bible. You'll never find another word that occurs consecutively, concurrently, three times in a row besides the word holy. They're all singing, holy, holy, holy. They're all singing, worthy is the lamb who was slain, just like we sang this morning. They're all in harmony. And when we say the Lord's Prayer, we, we are saying that we want to be in harmony with that. We're saying that we don't want to be in harmony with the world where everyone is singing their own song, their own name, their own rights, their own beliefs. No, we're saying we want to join in with heaven and we want to make it about him. Again, in heaven, everyone is sitting around the throne praising him and there is an op or we have an opportunity to fall in line with that. This morning, we can join in with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels and sing that same exact song to God. So my question is, is that the song that you sing all day? Is that the song that replays in your heart over and over and over again? Is that the song that you show others? Is that the song that you're in harmony with? Not just verbally, but is it what you sing in your heart? Is it, is it what you show people in your, your actions? You know, do you tell the world that I'm not all about me? So our next passage of scripture comes out of the book of John, verses 15, or excuse me, chapter 18. Man, I can't talk. Chapter 15, verses 18 through 21, and it should be up here again. Now, in my Bible, these words are written in red, so that means that they are the words of Jesus. So John chapter 15, verses 18 through 21. It says, if the world hates you, just know that it hated me before it hated you. For if you were of the world, the world would love you on its own. Yet because you are not of the world, because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. For if they persecute me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, 
because they do not know him who sent me. So what is that saying? What is, what is this about? It's about the world. And then it's about how the world receives or perceives you. Basically, there are, there are, the world can hate you. And Jesus really cautions us on the world hating you. He says, if the world hates you, don't worry about it too much because you're in good company because the world hated me first. But then he says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. So what's going on right here? Well, what's going on is two different songs. You've got a heavenly song, and then you've got an earthly song. And we have to pick which one we're going to harmonize with. We have to pick which one we're going to be in harmony with. We have to make a choice. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Or more simply, Jesus tells us that we cannot serve two masters. Or to go along with the theme of this message, we cannot sing two songs. But the problem is that's hard. It's really, really hard because how often do you find yourself wanting to sing both songs? How often do you find yourself wanting to dabble in both? How often do you find yourself wanting to live or, or sing a, a heavenly song on Sunday and maybe Wednesday night, but then you want to sing an earthly song on Monday and on Tuesday? Not Wednesday because we're singing a heavenly song that day because we have small groups here that meet at 6.30. But then on Thursday, we're back to singing an earthly song. And on Friday, we're back to singing an earthly song. And Saturday, maybe we're not singing at all because we're so worn out from the week that we've had. But if you find yourself trying to sing both songs, what happens is kind of what you heard earlier with, with Duncan and I, where, where one song's going on and a whole another song's going on, and it's, it's just chaos. It leaves you out of harmony with everyone and everything. And Jesus makes it clear, if the world hates you, remember they also hated me, so you're going to join me. But on the contrary, if you fit in with the world, that's a pretty dangerous place to be. I understand that we all like approval and acceptance. I like approval and acceptance. But if the world approves of you, and if the world accepts you as its own, you should probably ask yourself why. If the world approves of you, and if the world accepts you, it's probably because you're one of the one, or you're one of them. It's probably because you are one of the world. And if you're one of the world, you're singing the same song as them, which means you're not singing the same song as heaven. It's hard. It's very, very, very hard. I understand. I really do. It's hard. And we struggle with this because we have to make a choice. Personally, I hate making choices. I'm good at making decisions, but I struggle to make a choice. My wife can attest to this. One day uh, last week, I sat on, uh, I was on Amazon for over an hour trying to pick which color Bluetooth speaker I wanted. It was a, it's a little JBL 
portable Bluetooth speaker. I put it in our bathroom so that I can play music when I'm in the shower because we are uh, we live in, in the first world and you know we have those luxuries and, and things that are afforded to us. But anyway, a stupid little Bluetooth speaker. There was a red one, there was a blue one, and there was a black one. They were all identical. They were all identical in price. But it took me, and I'm not kidding, it took me over an hour to, to choose. I struggle making choices. If it were up to me, I'd have all three, but <laughs> I can't have all three. I have to pick. And it's kind of the same with, with what I'm talking about. We have to make a choice. Well, well, can't I be loved by the world and be loved by God? Well, not really. That's, that's not how it works. Because Jesus says, if, if they love you, then, then they accept you. But he says, if they hate you, well, then I accept you. So I want you to take a look at your life right now. And I want you to think about the things that you stand for. And I want you to think about the things that you tell others through your actions. You know, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says, to set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. You know, again, we have an opportunity to fall in line with what's going on in heaven. So we just have to make a choice. I know that this is short and sweet um, because this is, this is literally my, my closing point. Um, so I guess if nothing else, you guys are welcome that we're going to get out of here a little bit earlier. Um, but in closing, you know, I was, I was driving down the road the other day and I was going down Mills Avenue. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but you, to, to get to work, I go 85, down 185 through Mills Avenue downtown to Wade Hampton. And anyway, I'm going down Mills Avenue. It's a four lane road, two lanes of traffic on each side. I'm in the right lane, no, I'm in the left lane. And as you're approaching, uh, what is that, Augusta Road, there's a, there's a Taco Bell that sits on the left hand side and there's a turning lane right there. So I'm driving down the road and it's 6.45, 6.50 in the morning and I noticed that there's a car on my right side with his left turn signal on. So I'm like, okay, well, they're probably trying to get over, and then they're probably trying to get over so that they can take a left at Taco Bell and go down Augusta Road. So me being the nice driver that I am, I'm an incredibly nice, kind, and compassionate, and friendly driver. I never get in a hurry. I'm just, I follow the rules of the road. I'm a really nice driver, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fall back a little bit to let this gentleman over. So, hit the brakes, whatever, I fall back, and I keep watching his turn signal. And his turn signal never goes off. And then we get closer to the intersection. His turn signal never goes off, and he never gets over. Keep watching, his turn signal never goes off, he never gets over. Keep watching, his turn signal never goes off, he never gets over. So finally, I realize that this, you know, I'm, 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 I'm screaming at the dude because I think that he can hear me. And then uh, finally I realize that he's like 80 years old and he probably just left his turn signal on by accident. So what I do is I go flying around him because I'm a nice, kind, considerate driver. 
But my point is, I feel like this is what happens to us a lot of time. We say to ourselves, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to quit doing that. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to quit doing that. All the while, our turn signal is on, but we never get over. We never make a change. We never switch lanes. Some of you may have been in the same lane for 10 years. Some of you may have been in the same lane for longer. Some of you may have been in the same lane for, for 10 minutes. I, I don't know. I don't know where you're at right now. But what I do know is if you're going to be in harmony with heaven, and if you're going to sing the same song as the angels, and if you're going to, to do all of those things that God wants you to do, you can't do the things of the world. It's, it's as simple as that. You have to pick a song. You have to pick what you're going to harmonize with. So my question this morning is, are you going to change? Are you going to get over? Are you going to sing a different song? Are you going to sing the world song? Or are you going to sing his? You know, as I was writing the devotions for, for our uh, month-long prayer thing that we did. I should probably know what that was called, but yeah, as, as I was writing the, the repent devotions for our summer of prayer in July, in, in reading and in studying, I became more and more and more familiar with what it truly means to repent. So to repent means to turn. Repent means to turn. It doesn't mean turn on your blinker. It means to actually, literally turn, switch lanes, switch directions. So if you're singing the world, or if you're singing the song of the world this morning, turn. Stop singing a song to yourself and choose to sing a song of harmony with them, the angels, to him. So this week, live your life and make it all about him. So that's all I've got. So I'll, uh, I'll pray. Um, I know Duncan's got a couple, couple more songs that he's going to sing for us this morning. Uh, as we do close, though, I, I do want to just encourage you guys, do what you need to do. You know, this is not an obligatory time by any means. Nobody is, is forcing you. Nobody is asking you. Nobody is requesting that you get up and sing, sing right now. Duncan's got that covered, I'm sure. But maybe there is a decision that you need to make. Maybe there is a temptation that you need to do away with. Maybe there is a sin that you need to address. Maybe there is a turn that you need to make. Maybe you need to evaluate your life and ask yourself, you know, am I, am I going down this road with my turn signal on with an intention of getting over but actually not getting over? You know, maybe you just need to, to ask yourself some of those questions this morning. Am I in harmony with the hymn of heaven or am I in harmony with the song of this world? So I'm going to pray and then we will continue. God, I do want to thank you for 
your amazing, amazing love. God, I, I know that we are all sinners, and I know that we are all separated from you by sin, God. Your Bible and your word tells us that. It says that we are all sinners and we have all fallen short of the glory of God and we are all separate from you until your son Jesus. God, you made a way when there was no way to be reconciled and to be made righteous and to be saved, God. And God, that way is your son. That way is Jesus. Jesus tells us in his word, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So God, this morning, I just, I just pray that you will help us to keep our eyes on that. I pray that you will help us to focus on you, God. And if there is anything that is distracting us or if there is anything that is keeping us from, from living in accordance to your will, God, I just pray that you will help us to turn there's, there's nothing that we can do that will make that happen. You know, we can't restore ourselves. We can't make ourselves right with you. Only you can do that, God. So I just pray that you'll help us to do that this morning. Show us uh, anything and everything that may be standing in our way of getting back to you, God. As I said earlier, God, I just pray that you'll help us to walk out of this room better than we walked in. And God, if, if that means... Again, if, if that means that there is a sin that we need to address or if there is a temptation or if there is a struggle that we need to lay down, God, just give us the strength and give us the courage and give us the obedience to do so, God. It's not easy by any means. Not by any means is it easy, God, because we all want to be valued and we all want to be accepted and we all want to be approved. But God, we have a decision to make this morning. Are you going to accept us and approve us or is the world? God, just help us to make everything we do be about you and about you alone. We love you, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen.